He got checked, the champ. It's going to get desperate. But a champion becomes a legend. From, from, from the card leave in the pool. Gay Tullis months ago. Here he comes. Boom, right over the top. But out the bush, it is 15, Lance Clare. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me, pinky thread at the eye of the needle. Can he stay up? He's stayed all closing time. This could be set up for something special. Cassidy has to pull the whip. Welcome to the Racing and Sports in the Office preview podcast. Big weekend of racing coming up here, there and everywhere. Where is the highest rated, Blanks? The highest rated horse in the world this weekend is in Hong Kong. They've got their big Champions Day on Sunday there at, at Sha Tin, but we'll, um, we'll press on and speak to that. Andrew Lejeune on the ground in Hong Kong about, about him and his fairly obvious chances. So the highest rated horse at home is trekking over in Adelaide and it's a good meeting. Their, their carnival's picking up over there. We've got the carnival picking up in Brisbane as well and good racing at Caulfield and I think good racing in Sydney. I haven't no. got that far myself, but um, yeah, it's a, a big weekend, but trekking tops it over in Adelaide in the Irwin and he comes up nice and short after Swats that comes out. 707 days, 14 runs of outs. He strikes it. A winnable assignment. How are you? How would you approach him? Is it? Um, a, is it a bet you want to have? No, I'm not chasing. I actually had something on him last start in the William Reed. Um, I'm not too worried about the run of outs. He goes back to Adelaide. Was where he last won, which was the Goodwood when he knocked off Gitra, and it's that rating that we're using. So we're using a very old rating to claim that he's the highest rated horse in the country on Saturday, and you probably would not be forecasting him running to that level or anywhere near it, but he won't need to. Um, pretty much the last 12 months he hasn't been at his best bar a pretty good effort in the Everest, and that's the sort of race that suits him. So the, one of the reasons I'd be – I mean, not a lot appeals to me as a bet in that race, to be honest, But um, and I understand why he's he's short because he's, as you say, found a very winnable, winnable race there. But I think he wants – he wants a little heat in his races and just looking at a, a small tactical field there, that's probably not assured. In fact, I'll go one step further and say it is very unlikely to be a strongly run race and that probably doesn't do him any favours. 2.30, trekking, Glyn Schofield. Not a bet I'm looking to charge into. Yeah, I mean, I've got Glyn rolling him in and making him interesting. <laughs> You've gone the other way. I've gone there. Instant celebrity comes up the market danger. She had a shocking spring. Okay. Shocking. Yeah. I, was, I mean, she. I'm just looking at it here. She cracked 100. Well, she ran okay first up. She cracked 100 first up and ran through. You know, her late splits were good. She's beaten half a length by probability. So maybe, maybe that run keeps her from having a shocking spring. Mm. I might maybe I'll wheel it back. But after that, I mean, she you know she got too far back and okay, and and pulled up with an excuse. I've got a little thing here, respiratory issues. Okay, I'm being I've been a little bit unfair. And then she was ordinary after that in two, but she's broke a hundred once in four runs. So I'm not chasing her back home, back home, and you know she won the Sangster last year, and that was 
good enough without being real Group One form. Um, and the same ditto in the in the Goodwood. It was a weak. It turned into a weak Goodwood. Didn't take a lot of winning, and she still didn't win it. Um, and she's maybe fractionally better than Bella Vella, but she's obviously off more than a year off the scene and I missed a criterion I read. Um, so she fronts up here. I mean, she probably was a candidate for our um, Dunno category. Yeah. I mean, what do you make of her? It's probably hard to model her out as um, being anywhere near her best as well. So that's a, I mean, there's the race in a nutshell. It's very, there's three horses with form that's interesting. That's unfair to Dexalation, who did have a really good spring. Um, but at a lower level. Um, Outlaws Revenge won a really good form race as well, but they're just way they're a long way below where a horse like Trekking is, and I don't really have any interest in backing them to beat him. Sit back and enjoy the great Trekking, I think. Mm, he's a warrior. The Redelvers come up, I think, very strong. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's a a really strong race. Why? just pull that market up and, and you see Extreme Flight, who I must admit I don't have a huge opinion of Extreme Flight, but I see Extreme Flight shoots over to Adelaide and he's double figures. Hang on a second. They're the, he's the sort of horse I think that usually would nip over to Adelaide for you know listed races, fringe carnival races like this. Um, he'd nip over there and be the one. So it's interesting that he's he's not. I mean, he's bigger odds there than he was in the far lap. That's interesting. I mean, obviously, it's a, a very different scenario. He's back at 1,100 metres, but he was actually probably overachieved in the Rubiton at 1,100 metres fresh back in, was it February, January, February, behind Marine 1. So um, that's half interesting. But Heresy's the, the most interesting horse, isn't she? Because that race was fast the other day, and she was probably um, you know, she's probably okay in, in the lead-up to that as well. She She's had a good prep all round and, and capped it there with a a big fast win last time that would beat these if she could repeat it. And obviously we've got to go off the mud and over to Adelaide. So there's queries, obvious queries about her repeating it. But if she did, she wins, doesn't she? I think they obviously stretched to trying to get to the mile. Well, they did get her to the mile. And then this time in, she was good in the surround, which has worked out to be a pretty good form race. And then set a task by Nash, but no fault to him. He drew wide. She was always going to get back. And she really motored home. Her late splits were very good. She showed off a freshen into that 35 days and went enormous at the trials. And then she come up, fronted up, new peak, 1,200, back to 1,100. Kayla Crowther, first ride for Godolphin, and she's flying at the moment as well. So it's going to be a similar ride to what we saw in the PJ Bell. I'd imagine they're going to go back and, you know, sweep down the outside. Stablemate Bacchanalia brings the Mazu form, which obviously jumps off the page, but Mazu took a big step off that Derby Munro win, so you don't want to pull horses up. They were, yeah, yeah. That probably, he's not Mazu. No. They did start 4-1 to one against him, and he's, what price is he here? I mean, he's shorter than that here, but same ballpark, right? 330, yeah, yeah a little bit, you know, 10% more likely or something, but... I mean, if you're taking, I've, I've got a Glenn Schofield rule, <laughs> and if you're taking less than 5-1, to one, it's a bad bet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Probably not a bad rule in truth. So I think, <laughs> yeah, heresy. It's interesting. Obviously, Glenn gets the first pick, but I'd be leaning to her being on, if I'm being honest, looking at their recent record and form. So 
Yep, I think if you backed Heresy last start, I'd be following her to Adelaide for sure. Yeah, okay. Magic Max was unlucky in Melbourne last start, but harder, I think. And the Champagne Dreams. Who is Champagne Dreams? I don't know much about Champagne Dreams. Second to Hellfest. Ah, okay. Yep. Sorry, I'm doing form on the fly. (laughs) No, I know it because it's got a number there that's semi-competitive as well. Last two. Let him run down at the valley? Yeah. No, I don't don't think that's – it was weak group three form, but it's – she's probably another one a little bit like Extreme Flight. If I see her going, you know, she goes home to Adelaide, she should be really competitive in these races, but it just comes up a bit stronger than it ordinarily might. But, yeah, I I wouldn't disagree. I mean, Heresy's got little problems there with with repeating it, but if she repeats it, she wins. And it's not a fluke because she – She'd been on the radar for a long time. She ran third to Bruckner in the McNeil, and that was a spike at the time. But she's she's backed that up now, and and she's she'd almost backed it up in between as well with other good runs. So, I mean, yeah, Bonza Perla is she's one, real. one of the best fillies in the country, and she almost beat her last prep. So, I have Bonza Perla as the third best filly in the country. country. Very few people would agree with Get that. Get your hand off it, Daryl. <laughs> give you a chance to use that. But looks a good race, and certainly the carnival. It's heading up. You want to see horses like Trekking, I think, win there tomorrow. The big boy, Kementari, possibly heading over. Lindsay Smith's horse going. Oh, in the boat. Yeah, I mean, there's... I mean, even just looking around the um, <clears throat> the fields this weekend, it is a good... There's This is a great time of year. Oh, it's awesome. And there's um, there's a lot of good horses around, and Adelaide's a, a great option for plenty of them. So, yeah, it's nice that the Blue Jackets are looking that way. That's the, the comings in him, I suppose. The old, there's an old South Australian connection there. So Grandpa's looking down, like Mufasa looking over Simba. Go to Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> the Dunno this week is down your way, Caulfield, and it is Lord Shelby. Yeah, Shelby 66 was the, the Dunno. I don't know what to – I mean, he is a hard one to – do you take this form? Is this form going to translate? I mean, I see he's already easy in, in early markets there. I mean, it's it seems – my temptation is just to com- almost – almost – Ignore this run of, I mean, it's four runs. There's four big runs there that are all going to go pretty close to winning on on Saturday. But my my inclination is to ignore them. But I mean, that's flying in the face of my standard logic. I'd be throwing them all in the bin for this. If it, it's going to come up good track tomorrow, I think it's it'll be edge off good. It'll be on the good side of soft or the soft side of good. I mean, it'll be perfect for horse racing. Will it be perfect for Shelby? No. Yeah. I think he's out now. He was in the zone. Sydney's big wet, as we saw it, favoured a few horses who really found career best form, which is certainly Shelby 66. Now he's got a ship down facing a much firmer track. General rule, I don't really like to care about wet track stats and stuff. As you know, I'm, yeah. it's, I think you, you get, end up chasing noise. But with him, and this Sydney wet's been different to just wet tracks, for one. And for two, there's such a clear pattern and such an, and there's a narrative around it as well because he'd always been in you know, a concussion plate horse. He'd had feet, you know, Danny's done all this work with his feet. I mean, he pulled up lane last start, didn't he? Yeah. Yep, he did. So he's obviously a horse that has issues with his feet and so there's just such a clear and obvious and compelling narrative around why this happened. As It's still... Hard to fathom when you look at when I look at these ratings on a sheet and I just see this complete shift, like a regime change. Like it's just a completely different horse all of a sudden for four runs. 
um, with a clue in the fifth run, I suppose. I don't think you'll ever see anything like this for a long time. Like I remember backing like Cavalier Charles and gave him a good touch-up at the Sapphire Coast. And then three starts later, he, he wins a highway, wins it well, and then goes whack, whack, whack. Like unbelievable. Yeah. It sort of overshadows other great little moments like the astrologist at you know, 66 to 1 running an absolute screamer in the new market. Um, that was a funky new market, but all of a sudden, I mean, that doesn't look even close to being out, out of the box anymore, does it? When Shelby sits in the race book alongside him, it's like, no, of course the astrologist ran second in a new market. Leslie was on. <laughs> of course he was, running second. Running second, he's still dirty about But I mean, that goes close. But the other thing the other thing that is um, interesting about Shelby here being in the market, and as I said, I think he's starting to um, give way, and I think maybe that's the way it's going to head. Um, if when you're pricing this up, you're really mean to him, um, you can start to, to screw down on swats that and inside two to one and, and start thinking about backing her. Because even if Shelby's on, I make her a slightly better horse with a second to nature strip. And I know, you know, that's the same sort of form as, you know, Shelby's knocked him off. Mm. But um, swats that's run second to him on an on, an on day yeah. in the VRC Classic. And then run, I thought, a, a terrific fourth in the Lightning, which would... um. If she does that here, I, I don't think it matters whether Shelby likes the ground or not. She'll she'll beat him, she'll beat the astrologist, and she'll beat the lot. Just a matter of getting that price in there, and, and Shelby dismissing Shelby is a good part of of getting that price to where you where you want to have a bet. The other one that's in there in the market now is is Typhoon Harmony, which um, not for me. How short have you got? What's that? I haven't actually priced it, but I know where. It, I know where the first car. I know where the where it's gonna land, and I'm I'm thinking I'm probably gonna back her. Because I yeah you know, I mean if you I'm gonna Shelby can give way Typhoon Harmony. I don't have a number to make him. What's he doing there? I mean I know he's not. I'm, we're not talking two to one, but he's seven fifty and surely bigger in play. Like he looks second wave. He's not at the front of this market. No way. And for those at the at the front of the market, I think Swats that's a better horse than the Astrologist, even with that new market run considered. I mean, she is a better horse than the Astrologist overall. And Lombardo is um, talented, but he was ordinary at sale, and he's a bit flaky at the top of the market as well. So I'm looking at all that, and I'm thinking Swats that's where I want to be starting. You know, let's see if we can't make that make that the bet. Is she your best bet on Saturday? She is not. I threw up. Um, oh, it's kind of it's not particularly interesting to be honest, but it's Grand Slam. Ah, yeah. We've been I've been chasing a little bit. We threw him up as an each way last time, and oh yeah, it was last time because he's missed the run since where we tipped him as well and he didn't run. Um, it each he's been each way odds, each way odds. But <laughs> actually, when I tipped him each way, um, there was a couple of scratchings, and then he was heavily gambled, and he ended up running two dollars sixty. Good each way tip, mate. <laughs> but he nicked a place. At two dollars sixty, <laughs> yeah, put that in the spreadsheet. Um, Value loser. Yeah, he was fourteen hundred to two thousand there. These races, these um, Vobus races, they're set weights penalties. So there's a lot of very pointy markets and very pointy rating scenarios as well. Horses get in really well. Um, but yeah, it's a betting duel at the moment between him and Ain't No Deal Done, and I. I think he's slightly disappointing run last start, wins him this race plenty of times. 
I, in fact, I have it slightly better than anything. Ain't no deals deal done's done. So I'm already thinking, well, I've got it. If this is head to head, then what do they tab go two fifty two fifty? If this is a head to head jewel already off just last starts, I'm saying, okay, well, I've got the edge to Grand Slam, and then I'm just looking at Grand Slam's couple of peaks, but one in particular when he got into the zone around the valley, and sure, did it flatter him? Maybe. But he absolutely smashed them up in that Alistair Clark, and even being mean to that, the rating, I mean, good luck to the rest of these. I think he's a deep odds on chance. But it's not particularly interesting. Far more interesting is the one I threw up each way, which is Sosie Bond. Oh, I, I was going to ask you if you found that's him. A, that's a big moment. Go, is he going for three in a row? Going for three in a row, so he's obviously been set for it. He was just a run first up, and to be honest, the 12 months since winning this race last year have been all below that form. Didn't re- He ran some good race. He ran third in a Cram and Cup. When it was, you remember Cram and Cup Day? It was really heavy. Sydney heavy. It's pouring rain. So he ran really well in that without running to his absolute best and, and there were a couple of other little signs. He was okay. Classic tenacious Sosie. He never gave it up. And he was just okay first up as well but this is clearly a little bit of a target for him and it's another one of these races where he just gets in so well and I don't think he needs to be anywhere near the ratings. that He's, he's run 111 and 115 to win this the last two years. I would think if he's anywhere near that he'll, he'll take care of these. The only one I can have near him is... Juna Powell, who on my first glance at this was um, looked really shaky up there at the top of the betting, but then when you start mucking around with some ratings, I get it. Um, but galloped on last start below best, and then six weeks between runs with the guns, like with the stable, you just go, okay, well, we just we can back the stable in. So I sort of I get it, but he's got to be a little bit shaky there. Sosie looks rock solid. Umgao was a nice horse, and the time was looked good against better horse. Like on that card at Flemington, that was a, ran the mile on All Star Day. It was good time, but he meets like he meets Junipal on levels and only gets three kilos off Sosie. But lucky, this is harder. And um, yeah, I think Sosie's there to run as well as he can now. Is that as good as he has been? Probably not. But it's um, it's going to beat most, if not all, of these. I think he's a Pretty good chance of winning it. I made him slight favourite. And I think each way odds is... I mean, I see. He's clipping up. Subscribers, mate. Mm, <laughs> the power of Blanco. Um, he's trimming up a little bit there, but oh, surely it'll stay a competitive betting race. And he's um, geez, in the finish. Because these races, as I said, they have a pretty long tail. Most of them. Interesting thing with Junipal. Obviously, a target race but hasn't had things really go right. And it looks like it's a lot of money to race for. So you can look at it two ways. They've either targeted this race or they're like, well, let's find out. You know, it's a lot of money. Let's just throw him in. Yeah, I mean, I suspect, I mean, it certainly wasn't by design that he goes 42 days into it and he he got galloped on last start. So I'm guessing he was tracking along for Mm. something. Maybe this was on the the horizon, but um, I'm sure there were other, other goals. That got it's not derailed. A, it's not a bad plan B. Yeah, like his best is um his best is as good as you know he and Sosie Bond are the two with a one fifteen on my sheet. Like Umgar with one hundred and two. That's the sort of gap, and that's the sort of gap you're talking about. So those two stand out on best form, but I it's pretty hard to to say that well either of them to be honest. But it's hard to say Juniper's happy to risk him not doing it, mm. and 
Sosie probably won't do it either, but he's a better chance than the odds imply of getting somewhere near there, which is he only needs to get somewhere near there to be in the money and he's got to be a great shot at winning it because, as you know, he's a tenacious fighter and he loves to win. (laughs) (laughs) Now, before we wrap up Caulfield, we better mention one of our Bruce McEvaney award winners in Scissorstep. Oh, was he? He was. Oh, he was a he was a around the grounds. Ah, around he the won grounds. the be, he ran the best figure at Caulfield a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, he's in the what is that race? The Gold Dash. That's actually a pretty good race. Jigsaw back gelded. He probably seemed short enough to me. Midwest, I kind of feel like Midwest has had a great summer and run on empty. Ice Pick Nick is interesting because figure was okay last start without being spectacular. It looked okay against the William Reed for the level, but the race re- that was the Zarastro able like Ugh. that race just fell apart behind him. Smash him to be as so figures okay. So he's a bit of a dunno. He's a dunno. Arcaded's off the heresy race mm. in the mud. So she, that last start figure is good. Caulfield 1100 has been good, was good when she was two. The interesting thing is Jigsaw was a bit ahead of her at two. Started short, a beat her home in the Blue Diamond. And he started last prep really well, lost his way a bit. Um, and now gelded. Ten bucks, you could squeeze him in there somewhere, I would have thought. Yeah, he's probably the one. Of all of those, if if one of those is really wrong, it's probably him. Good race. You mentioned Zarastro. That sends us to our Bizarro up in Sydney, mm. the fifth race. So we've got Zarastro, Sense of Honour, and Kerr Royale heading up the market. I had a big opinion of Zarastro. thought he was a really nice horse. When he came back, I thought he was sort of heading towards the Arrowfield. I thought he was a good thing first up. And I have to say, playing Jane in both runs back this time in, gets J-Mac back to Sydney, good draw. I get it. He's obviously had market presence both starts back, but he was a horse who had the nice profile and you'd expect his ratings to then match that profile, his next prep, like he would improve because his ratings really, he hadn't really done anything on the track. It looked good, but it wasn't actually substantial. Yeah, And he hasn't come back and done that. And so now he's in the market, and I have to say, very shaky. And then you got Sense of Honour coming up from your way off a pretty plain midweek run at Sandown. She was off. That's six, an ordinary race. Mm, yeah, it really was. Off 658 days. Mentioned it in the three more than three minutes. Horses off more than 500 day break. They just don't win. Long term, you'll make money laying those horses. And has to be a query, like second up syndrome off that long break. And while the form's good from a lifetime ago... Has to be well found in this. And then it leaves him with Kerr Royale, who has a nice profile. Heavy track first up is a little niggle, but a couple of trials, maps to get a lovely run on the fence. And when you think the two market dangers at this stage are very shaky, suddenly $4 looks a great bet. So that's the way I read it in Sydney. I thought it was the best bet of the day. The only race J-Mac isn't on the favourite in Sydney on Saturday. Hmm. That's crazy. That happened... I'm going to say three months ago, and he it took him. I think he rode. Did he ride one out of? He rode one out of like nine favourites. I think that was in like just before Christmas mm. sometime. And it took him till late in the card as well. He was, he was swinging and missing early on. I think Sydney as a whole, it's the worst meeting of the. I guess you could say the three main metro meetings on the weekend. It's average. The two-year-old race, I reckon, is probably the best race of the day. It's a ripper. That Czar is in the two-year-old race. Mm. I thought it won quite. I. I fancied it was coming down and was going to jump favourite in Melbourne last week. It was accepted there, but it didn't. Um, it didn't come down. But I thought it was um, probably going to clean up those horses in Melbourne. But this might be better. Yeah, I think the Wallace horse wasn't really nice when at Canterbury, 
It's funny how some of Waller's like on debut, they jump, you go through like he's good horses, a lot of them jump big odds on debut. She's obviously queried with the heavy track, but she swum and the figures were good. Barrier 13, Ramwick, it's going to say it'll improve in terms of it's maybe get to a heavy eight, but it's raining again today, so probably not, and it's going to be a quagmire. And, <laughs> not from the times I've been seeing. Yeah, so it's going to be awful, and whether you want to get back and looping, and yeah, it's all a bit yuck. So Sydney on a whole, there's a lot of short price favourites. I'm struggling to really find negatives for them. I mean, Andermatt looks a good thing, but he's a good thing's price. I think the interesting one certainly follow how the track is playing because John O'Shea's horse, Dia Mill, it's a really nice horse. Quintello's another favourite that looks very hard to beat off. Went awesome at Mornington. First up, from a ratings profile, looked to come out of nowhere. Can you shed a bit of light on that? Did it absolutely hammer up at Mornington? One by... Space, yeah, okay, I know it. Yeah, it won well. I wouldn't easy on the awesomes, but it, no, it won, it won quite well. Yeah, um, it'll keep. You know, it's got more handicap wins in it. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't think I'm about to sound the group horse in a handicap klaxon just yet, but it's um, no, no. I'm looking at it. <laughs> if it holds that form from Mornington, it wins and it's even money. So probably fair enough. And it mats into a dollar sixty. So move on. And then, yeah, this DML, it's oh, a really nice horse. Okay, yeah, I know it. I know it's win the other yeah. day. It was given, I'm not going to say a barrier trial first up in Australia, but it was a nice... But it was. It was. <laughs> first up 450, went to a mile and ran really, really good figures there late at Warwick Farm. Yeah, I know it. It did. Yeah. When Blanks knows a horse from Sydney, that's when you know it's actually legit. Mm. And it's drawn 11, doing the map. They're either going to have to go right back or they're going to have to sit three wide with a trail, which which is what I would prefer, than going all the way back. But I'm hoping that it's leaderish and that the map money is going to be against and we could get around two to one. How far is this? So a mile. It missed a run with a abandoned meeting, I think, or they scratched it because it was too heavy. You'd probably need to. What's this, a 78? Probably got a win here to get into the Wagga Cup. And wins, right? <laughs> they hope so. Oh, it, I don't think that... If they if you were told that's what they were trying to do, I wouldn't say it was stupid. Mm. The win the other day was um Yeah, there were little uh little smoke signals there. This yeah. can run a bit. Yeah. So I think it's the if we can get two to one, which I'm hoping, I think that's a great bet. Because the danger for me came out of the race, Nick Al Spur, which now runs around in the last. I tipped it up to you yesterday and you said, Oh, Simo, the bull's around the corner. So that's the one little niggle if this is just one more run, but was really good first up at Canterbury. What a tactic. You want to set one up for the bull. Take it to Sydney. Take it to Sydney. Get it right out of the way. <laughs> Going to go back. That's the obviously the niggle and who knows how Ramwick's playing going into tomorrow. But if it is as it has been, it's going to be hard to make ground just because they can't pick their feet up. It's that heavy. But really good run first up. Good platform for this. And looks a good each way back because Francesco Guardi's favourite. And I don't know what they're going to do except go back. And if they go right back to last, it doesn't have a price. So sets up a good bet. They're in the last. Nice. We, uh, we've done the rounds. Are we, do you want to have a look at Have you got anything interesting to say about Brisbane? I went through last night just looking at they're all really, really hard. So I'll probably be giving it a look as in I'll probably just be looking and watching. I don't think I'll be having a bet up there. It looks really, really hard. The Eureka Stud Princess is interesting because Clary Connors horse obviously rates all over them, but it's still a bit yuck. I saw that I skimmed, but I saw um yeah, she was in there and I didn't I don't know a lot about it. Canadian dancer hasn't I mean I've I've rated her but I haven't um 
she hasn't come onto my radar as like, oh, here, this will be tick carnival horse coming up. So it's interesting that she's the opposition for Mokalua. She was slaughtered to win by a length last start. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a nice horse. But the main race... The Mick Dittman's a good race, right? Oh, well, the, the Tails is a good betting race probably, but the Mick Dittman, look, that's interesting because Prince of Boom is flying and ingratiating is a, um established good one. Mm. So is Alpine Edge, really. And then the best horse is Star Tontes. She's the best horse? Yeah. Interesting. Put it this way, she'd be the shortest price for the Stradbroke at this stage. Of these? Yeah. Yeah, That's how I would judge it. Yeah, I suppose so. So she would have raced um, Alpine Edge, right? Alpine Edge, two to one, six to one that day. But she did knock him off. Mm. He's not a bad horse, though. Yeah. And he has Shakiro form and Shakiro is... Big odds there. Mm. That's interesting. Glistening one, I mean, Team Friedman just going around the nation, picking off races everywhere. And Glistening did go down to Melbourne and win, but that was an, that was the Zorastro race. That was a terrible race. <laughs> the figures were awful. The form looked awful. Funny thing with her, she's won a few terrible races. She won the worst Riesling I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, she's done. I mean, and they've done a good um, job with her, haven't they? She's for sale too. She's she? going, Yeah, she's going to the sale. Well, she's got a... A better page, I would suggest, than her talent. <laughs> They've done a good job with her. My word, they have. Good stable. But that's a that's an interesting race. I, as you know, I, I like ingratiating. I think he's mm. a good horse. And I think he's a good horse who hasn't... Um, he's the opposite of glistening. He's got more talent than his CV yeah. says he has. So he's um he's underachieved to this point. But he'll put it all together. And he, it's interesting that they um stopped and... Shot him up to Brisbane. That seems like a good idea to me. Shakiro, as I said, seems a big price because he knocked Alpine Edge off in the um, was it Magic Millions? One of those, right? Magic Millions or the lead up to the Magic Millions? I can remember it. I think it was the Magic Millions. Mm. Yeah, a lot of races since then. No, it's a <laughs> lifetime ago. Um, but he's not a. I mean, look at him here. He's um, he spent the spring running in the the good races. And hasn't been, um, hasn't threatened to win any of them, but um, he hasn't given it up either. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be willing to lay the favourite, Prince of Boom. Yeah, he's gone. I mean, he's gone. Um, he's run a couple of nice times, but mm. there's not a lot of form there. So this is, um, I suppose, that's the interesting thing about the race is that there's a aptly named Boom horse, Prince of Boom, and now we get to see him. Um, it's always easier to run times when you're the, the biggest and the baddest and the fastest. But then when one comes out and yeah. eyeball to eyeball and says, I can I can still go here. You got more, son? Love laying leaders up in grade. And he's off a little bit of a break. I didn't love his trial. I reckon he's soft in terms of his fitness, like he'll have improvement. I think he need to be screwed down to lead these and win. I well, think. He'll, he'll lead, won't he? Mm. I mean, all these horses, that's one thing. All these horses we've been mentioning are all going to take hold. I know. That's a hard thing with Star Tontes. It's an awesome bet at $8 in terms of talent, but the setup's not good. Like, she's been set towards the Stradbroke. She's yeah. going to be back last. It's I must say, I don't like it. Yeah. You say it's an awesome bet. I'm looking at it and thinking it looks a horrible bet to me. I, don't know. Well, I think <laughs> when I say awesome bet, we're going to look back at this in oh, a month might, or six weeks' time. Stores. And you're going to look at, you could have got $8 for her to beat Prince of Boom. And you're like, wow, what a bet. But she'll still get beat. Yeah. It's going to be one of those ones. 
But the like she's raced Prince of Boom. I've seen it. She kicked his head in. Like she's a, a better horse. Yeah. No question about it. But back last, not really her trip and she's, you know, set for the Stradbroke. But very interesting and we will be having Nathan X will be on the podcast in the weeks coming up to look through Queensland. He's Swing us into Stradbroke season. Yeah, beautiful. And uh, he'll be doing all the hard work, so we can just chime in off the back of that. So Take pot shots at what he likes. Yeah, it'll be fun. The X Factor. We'll find out how good the X Factor is. But no, very much looking forward to having Nathan on the show coming up. And that wraps us up. 